Welcome to Season 2, Episode 20 of the Family Travel Australia Podcast. We are Paul, Katie and Jasper from the Feel Good Family. Join us as we explore this great country, Australia, its people, places and cultures. Welcome to this week's podcast. Hello again. Wow, wherever you are in the world, we hope that you are safe and well with your family and your friends and that these uh, restrictions are being lifted or starting to ease wherever that may be. Absolutely, and that your your emotional and your mental health is uh, is doing okay. I know we, we certainly are still having our up and down days and our up and down moments with it all, but we just keep, I suppose, bringing it back to trying to find the positivity in it all, that little glimmer of hope, that mm. light at the end of the tunnel uh, to remind ourselves that, you know, this will pass, it is passing each day that passes. As you said, Paul, we are a day closer to uh, getting life back to some sort of, you know, normal. Yes, something that we're very thankful for is laying those foundations uh, early on, and, and namely it was the exercise. Mm-hmm and regularity of that exercise over the weeks. And then we also looked at our our food, our nutrition, Mm -hmm. Uh, and sometimes that was nourishing. I mean, all you have to do is look at this week's uh, YouTube channel episode and you'll see that I chose the chunky Tasmanian apple crumble recipe for the Weber Mm. over maybe something slightly more healthy. But I guess the point is, is that we have been taking a a positive step or positive steps over the weeks to make sure that we're we're doing our best and and putting our best foot forward in managing our our health and well-being and and most importantly our mindset. But that is uh, is not to say that it hasn't been challenging. Um, It's almost like as the further this has gone down the track, it's starting to now almost feel more challenging. Well, I think... I think because we've been parked up in the van for so many weeks now, I think the challenges are, are starting to creep in where we're all feeling very ready, where we're ready to get back out on the road, where we're ready to be living our normal life, and our normal life is not stationary. No, that's right. So I think that's what started to happen. We, we've been in, in this situation for a period of time now and we've got these little things that are starting to creep back in that are saying to us, hang on a second, we really need to be getting out there and mm. doing all of those things and exploring and, and you know living our lives how we normally do. And I think those little things bring with it those challenges, mm. particularly on an emotional and a mental level. Look, and then, of course, you get a, a little slap in the head and say, first world problems, oh, get get course. over it, get on with it. Uh, you know, and particularly because we're, we're safe, we're well, we're secure. Yes. You know, we don't have other outside forces or things out of our control that are affecting our ability to control our situation to, to this degree. Um, look, one, one positive part of this has been that um, Jasper being three has – allowed us to be playful oh and doesn't everybody need a little bit of that like it's so easy i think particularly in times like this to take on the serious adult responsible Mm. caretaker mode 
But it's been in those moments where we have let down our guard, remembered our inner child. Belly laughed. Yes. That mm. you don't think about anything other than that that present moment of what is happening now. And that, I think, is the best medicine no matter what. It's brilliant. Uh, again, featured in this last week's episode as an ISO breaker, as we have affectionately called it, was a segment on sock puppets and this awesome little boxed sock puppet um that i had delivered yeah it's like a sock puppet making kit yeah that's it that's what i was trying to say and i think it was 15 dollars, and then about seven bucks for delivery and hours know, of enjoyment yeah i mean it took a few <laughs> weeks to get here you know another first world problem really but gee haven't we had some fun with that and laughed and till we cried you know and when was the last time we all really got to do that mm -hmm. so what a joy that is, has brought us, having Jasper's perspective on life and him breaking into song uh, as much as Frozen on repeat is starting to um, <laughs> take its toll on both of us. Uh, <laughs> he's picked a good musical from the Disney catalogue, so mm -hmm. I, I'll give him that. But it, it really has brought a lot of joy to us. So What I love is, and this is children, I think up to a certain age, Somewhere, somewhere in there, something happens when we get a little bit older and maybe we lose a little bit of the magic, which is kind of sad, but it's the reality of life. But with a three-year-old, what I have loved about watching Jasper and you, particularly Paul, play with the sock puppets and do the sock puppet uh, shows is that it's real, man. It is all real. Jasper mm. has been having conversations with these sock puppets and, um, you know, uh, dealing with them and and having yeah. fun with them and, like, it's, it's real. In that moment, yes, it is a sock on Daddy's hand and he knows that Daddy is doing the voice, but he is happy to talk to that sock like it is his new best friend and play crazy and laugh. Mm. There's a great author uh, who had passed away a number of years ago now that we love dr wayne dyer and he put it this way it was that kids have the ability to suspend their disbelief oh i love that and isn't that just so true it's perfect we all need a little bit of that yeah look i think that's it to sum it up is that if you can find an activity that can allow you to not be an adult or forget about yeah, find that inner the pressures, child. Yeah, the pressures that come with being an, an adult and um, let you escape that for a couple of hours, do it. Oh, it it's sounds amazing, yeah. actually. It sounds like a really <laughs> great place to be. It's a gift. <laughs> so from a bit of fun to something a little bit more serious, mm. and uh, this is something, uh, you know, in relation to being in restrictions, lockdown, we have this whiteboard in our caravan. Oh, man, it's just, it grows. A never-ending list uh, high on the list now were some priorities uh, for the van that we knew we, we had no excuse but to get them done. And the top of those is around safety and fire safety and looking after ourselves you know, in unknown factors. Mm. And I think, I don't know, I mean, we still consider ourselves total caravan newbies and we've been doing this now for, well, we're going to have to actually figure out how we say this. Well, eight been, months, but... We've been on the road for... <laughs> <laughs> five of that. 
mm. as in like actually physically on Moving. the road. Moving, yes. Um, but we definitely still consider ourselves newbies and I'm sure there's plenty of other people out there in that same situation and there are so many elements when you are, you know, faced with a new situation that you just don't know about or that you don't really consider and it may sound strange but safety is is definitely one of them we had the scenario when we were very first on the road up in Queensland when all of the bushfires were on and we were faced with quite a large bushfire in Yapoon near Rockhampton and that was something that we were not prepared for Mm. and so to say that we were also not really prepared for getting the van sorted on a safety level it's kind of hard to believe that we weren't but it's just again it's one of those things when you are new or fresh or green there's a long list of them isn't there i think what happens is we have like a two-hour handover when we picked up our Mm -hmm. van which fortunately I've, I filmed. Oh, thank um, God you filmed. Because, How many times have we referred to yeah, it? Yeah, we've, we've gone back and looked at things. Oh, how did you do that? What was, what was mm-hmm. with the gas? What did you say about the fridge? Or How did you do the awning? Oh, Remember, oh, remember that awning. one? Wasn't that fun? <laughs> um, but luckily we had filmed it. So, But what happens is there's so much information. You're trying to take it all in and, you know, depending on who the driver is in the family, the, you know, and you're towing for the first time this, you know, three three-ton vehicle, um, behind you, I mean, all you're really thinking is, oh, how am I going to go on the motorway? Mm. You know what I mean? And then so it all sort of goes in and goes out. Uh, so there's, I'm sure, some some good product information that could be improved on there mm. from a dealership point of view, but we can talk about that another time. But a couple of things that we feel that, um, interestingly, aren't included but should be mm. is, is really where we're going this, with this and what we're here to talk about. And first off the list is smoke Alarm, smoke detectors. Yeah. Well, I mean, the van comes fully equipped with a little fire extinguisher, which is fantastic. And after our scare up in Rockhampton, we had purchased a fire blanket as well for our kitchen mm-hmm. area. That was actually part of our, our grab-and-go bag that we put together after being sort of caught up in the bushfires up there. Mm-hmm. And we have a downloadable PDF of our fire evacuation or our emergency escape plan if you would like to download that on our website go for it Mm -hmm. but um yeah absolutely smoke alarms were something that i mean i certainly hadn't thought about it is a legal requirement obviously to have them in residential dwellings but i guess we'd never really considered it no what was great is that we were able to catch up with a friend who is a fiery station officer uh, at the hobart um, fire brigade mm-hmm. and he we said come and check out a van showed him through and the first thing he said is where are your smoke detectors guys yeah and we were like ah we hadn't really thought of that and he said well same rules apply i mean if you've got two bedrooms yeah sleeping areas mm-hmm. then you need to have a fire alarm detector in both areas he said and you also need a carbon monoxide detector as well and we're like, right, what's that? And he yeah. said, well, any uh, heating appliance that is, you know, a gas heater, the diesel heater emits different gases. And uh, unfortunately, even in the last year, there has been um, a family of three, young family like yours, that all lost their lives um, to carbon monoxide poisoning 
Um, I think they were maybe in a motorhome, I'm not sure, but uh, there was also an older couple in Melbourne uh, just before Christmas that uh, had a similar scenario, but fortunately the husband woke up and that he was able to save his wife who was unconscious and, mm. and then after uh, a fairly lengthy period in hospital did recover. But the point is is that these are um, there, there are real um, incidents that do occur uh, for people when you don't have these inexpensive, place. Mm. Uh, simple to install things in place. Terrible and and just tragic, and obviously not a scenario that we want to find ourselves in. So, it was awesome to, I guess, have that chance um, conversation mm. with Adam all of those weeks ago, yeah. and then to finally be stopped for a minute to go, okay, there's things that we need to address before we are back on the road and continuing our tour of Tasmania and absolute priority was let's get that, let's get the safety sorted now. Yeah, while we can, exactly. And uh, we actually had an opportunity to interview Adam uh, and it appeared in that uh, last week's episode mm. as well on YouTube. So if you want to get a bit more in-depth detail into what he had to say as a firefighter that has, uh, in his words, seen a fire rapidly engulf a van or a motorhome, and he said, you, you don't you don't have enough time to even get out. So, mm. I mean, it's uh, it was it's great, you know, it's great that, it, that we had that opportunity to get a little slap on the wrist and, yeah. and do something about it yeah. and, and just remove a bit of the risk factor. And what's really great is he recommended a, a brand called Quell mm-hmm. that the fireys also recommend for mm-hmm. residential properties. They make specific products uh, for caravans or I think they call them mobile dwellings Yes, and for, for motorhomes. So we, we purchased the specific products for both the smoke alarm and the carbon monoxide detector for our van and the smoke alarm has a 10-year lithium battery in it mm, so good it's, it's brilliant. A set and forget i mean it does say to test it regularly which we will do yeah adam recommended testing it once a week wow right okay yeah so um obviously you know when the the entire family's awake or if you need to get jasper out of bed just yeah, press actually. that button the smoke alarm test button runs at about 30 decibels so it's it really isn't too bad no but when it's in its full capacity i think it's just over 80 db right so obviously loud enough to wake you up oh yeah a a situation you need to be aware of um i really it it was definitely an education for me particularly with the carbon monoxide detector something that i i not even i don't think even heard of let alone knew much about so feeling much safer now that we have as you said paul taken those easy and inexpensive steps mm. to ensure that we are in a much safer position and what's really great with these products is they're very clear on the guidelines for how to install you know we, we actually got the tape measure out and made sure that you know the carbon monoxide detector was at one and a half meters or at eye level yeah. It is a bit tricky in a caravan, yeah. though, isn't oh, it? Oh, definitely. Because even Adam says in his piece to camera, there, you know, it, it needs to be this, and we recommend this, and place it here, but not too close to that, and this. So, in a caravan, when you know you're, you've got windows and doors and vents and showers, yes, they're and, all very close together. It is a little bit of measuring and, and rejigging to find the best place, but I mean, we worked it out yeah. and it worked, and and it's installed, and both were available at hardware stores. Uh, in fact, we picked up the smoke alarms at Bunnings mm-hmm. and we picked up 
the carbon monoxide alarm at MITRE 10. But they're also available at BCF and I think Anaconda if you're in Australia. Yeah. And look, the last thing I will say on that is we were a little bit unsure at first on the, you know, the difference between the the alarms and the detector that were labelled as specific to caravans or RVs. Yeah. Um, but after a little bit of research on them, they are made to be a bit more durable, to sustain a bit more vibration and also to sustain the uh, variable change. temperature. Yes. Yeah, That's it. exactly. You're right. I forgot about that. Mm. Uh, so extreme Low temperatures and extreme high temperatures. <laughs> I quite like what we're experiencing <laughs> as you right now. Yes, that's right. <laughs> so they that that is why they have a product separate to a residential prop- property where you've got you know a little bit more of a static environment. I guess that's yes. a little bit more controllable than than maybe being in a a mobile dwelling. Exactly. All right. So lots of information there. Um, again, you can find this information on our website mm. and also through episode thirty five. Uh, season two of our um, Caravanning Family Travel Australia series on YouTube. So you can check that out there. All right, so moving on now to our cooking. We've talked mm. about food a lot. Because we've been in uh, you know, lockdown, it's really given us that opportunity to do a lot more cooking. This last week, I attempted one of my favourite dishes, a Thai fish curry. I have never cooked this. I've ordered it every time I'm out and mm-hmm. we've been at a Thai restaurant because I just love it and I think it was a hit well for, for you guys you, yeah, you loved it you did really well I felt it needed to be a bit more spicy or punchy, a punch, a punchy yeah, yeah. yeah a bit more punch exactly yeah. so next time I will go for a heavy hand on the the paste I used a store-bought paste mm. really it was about convenience save time and probably my skill level of trying something new on the Weber but it worked and it was great and the fish that we chose was great it was firm enough it didn't flake and fall apart mm-hmm. so uh, yeah check that out as well and that recipe is also available on our website no you did great babe especially for your first attempt and i think you know the reason behind uh i guess maybe the reduced amount of curry paste that you used was because we were feeding jasper as well but i think next time we make it let's just make it for us (laughs) because we do like things that are a bit spicier and And the child can fend for himself yeah well he can have pasta or something yes or he could have the next dish that i made which is in this week's episode and that was a tasmanian chunky apple crumble and it is my hit dish i'm going to hang my hat on this dish yeah you definitely should it was amazing (laughs) it was super easy yes that's probably why it was amazing it is so simple and on the weber again i'm i'm becoming a baby q fan i I just love it oh we need to get you out there every night ease up (laughs) now in all seriousness though the apple crumble so good, really easy. Another great recipe to get the kids involved with um, if you are cooking with yeah. kids because not too many ingredients. They can get their hands a little bit dirty, which is always fun, and the end result is super satisfying. I am just going to jump in and say Paul and I have different definitions of what nourishing food <laughs> means. So for me, it's all about, you know, really healthy, really wholesome, um, plant-based. For Paul, it's really what's going to nourish his emotional well-being. <laughs> Comfort. And, 
And so, well, it was a nice blend because we got to use some beautiful local produce with the gorgeous, um, golden, delicious yeah, they Tasmanian were, they were apples, which perfect. were perfect. Yeah. Yep. But, yeah, a real hit and super simple. The recipe is on our website. You have to try this. If you have a Weber, you have to try this recipe. You can tell our, our difference between, you know, nourishing and nutritious um, just by looking at our waistlines. But <laughs> <laughs> one, of the, one of the best parts of this, you know, chunky apple crumble, Tasmanian apple crumble, was the double dollop Tasmanian cream. Another local product. I love them. There's something about it down here. Now, here here I go again on my How Amazing is Tasmania bandwagon, but the local produce is fantastic, but the offer of Tasmanian Homegrown products. Yes, in store. So uh, outside of your fresh fruit and veg that you can get, the incredibly amazing seafood that is local court mm. you can go to your local grocery store whether that's Woolworths or Coles they don't have Aldi down here come on Tasmania yeah, what bummer. are you doing bummer. but you can buy sauces you can buy you know dairy products you can buy and I know that you can do this in other states and countries around the world but it seems that there is a real pride here in Tasmania flying the local branded products and we have loved that we have bought some usual products that I will now seek out when we are in other states or back in Queensland (laughs) or have sent to us exactly (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, so we're going to continue on with the with the Weber cooking and um, me becoming a uh, apprentice chef on the Weber. That suits me fine, actually. Another thing we've been doing over the last, I think now eight weeks of of restrictions or six weeks actually in lockdown, almost seven weeks, is that we have been doing a feel good throwback each week on our YouTube episodes to an experience, a destination we enjoyed through season one or maybe the start of season two that really highlights why we did this Mm. and it really gives you a sense of that feeling that drove us to create this lifestyle for ourselves and that is just epic landscapes you know the freedom of being in the environment um, of your choice and Australia just being so blessed abundant with with this with these opportunities it really is a great way for us each week just to give people i think a little reminder okay just hang in there well here's a little moment for you to really capture the dream of where are you going to travel when you can because we are all being told that international travel is probably off the cards for a year two years who knows you know i mean it's it's certainly going to be a different world in that regard but domestic interstate travel within australia is um is going to come back um, pretty strong and so it's a great way for us to to really give that back to people to say check these places out oh absolutely if you are planning if you are making a bucket list of places and you want to go and see and things that you want to do uh, check out these feel good throwbacks because they are amazing and that it's i loved watching them because it does feel so long ago that we mm. experienced all of these things yeah even though it's not really that long ago but you know how quickly does six weeks in lockdown go too Um, unbelievable and i'll just mention there rainbow beach just south of fraser island up there on the fraser coast was the highlight for this last week's episode and this upcoming episode 
this Sunday, Mother's Day, by the way, is Capricorn Caves, just mm. north of Rockhampton. Wow. Well, that'll be a, a fun podcast next week when we talk all about our Capricorn Caves experience and we'll give you a little insight behind the scenes of the footage from the YouTube episode. So stay yeah. tuned for that. Yeah, a chance for Katie to have a, a laugh at my expense. So that'll be fun. That's all right. We love your wobbly legs. It's okay. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. All right. So, look, we're, we're sitting tight here in Tassie. Tasmania has an older demographic uh, than the rest of Australia. And so we're in a scenario here where we feel safe and secure, but also about two weeks behind the rest of the country as far as easing of restrictions. Mm-hmm. So we've got till May 15 before we actually have that little uh, window ajar to say, oh, we might be able to go to a national park. Or Anyway, we're going to sit tight, uh, count our blessings, and, and look forward to the next round of you know information that comes from the Premier here down in Tasmania. And fingers crossed we're going to be able to get out and roll around in the grass or it might be snow angels by the time it comes around. I think so. I think Mm. we'll be doing more hiking than we've ever done in our entire (laughs) lives, which is also super exciting. So thank you again for listening to this week's podcast. And again, wherever you are, we, we do hope that you, your family and your friends are safe and well. We hope that you are on the road forward to a new way of life, maybe, you know, with with some new vision and some new feelings around better ways to actually do things. So we hope that that they're coming your way. And we do still have our Mother's Day competition up and running on our website. So you have until midnight on Saturday, the 9th of May, and that is Australian Eastern Standard Time. 2020. (laughs) Yes. To enter our Mother's Day giveaway competition. It is so easy. All you need to do is jump on over to our website, all the w's.thefeelgoodfamily.com.au. A pop-up will jump up on your screen. Click enter now. Enter in, enter in your email address. And that's it. You are in the draw to win a beautiful doTERRA essential oil gift pack. Mum will absolutely love it. Yeah, look, I think it's valued at 260 Australian that's, dollars. Yeah, that, that is right. Awesome. So please jump on over there and enter that competition. We are super excited to give that away to some gorgeous, deserving mama. And to all the mums out there, happy Mother's Day. And we are sending you our thanks, our love, and to our own mums, we miss you. Yeah, and love you. We'd love you to connect with us on social media and our website. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and, of course, YouTube. And our weekly episode of a Caravanning Family Travel Australia episode is live on YouTube every Sunday night at 6.30pm Australian Eastern Standard Time. If you've enjoyed listening to our podcast, please subscribe and we would love you to help spread and share the love. Please do. That's right. For now, dream big. Look after your family. <laughs>